Hello and welcome to the Reigning in Ray podcast, a spinoff of the Basic Bible podcast. And sitting here with me in a nicely air-conditioned room, and I'm not turning off the air conditioner even though it is making background noise, is Ray Jewell. Hey, Kevin, it's good to be back again, uh, and I appreciate the air conditioning, that's for sure. Yes, and so I hope... It's supposed to get really hot this weekend. Yes, and so we're keeping this air on. Um, that's my executive decision here. Yeah, well, we have some uh, more wonderful questions yes. that have been uh, fielded towards our... Uh, I don't know if we can call them wonderful questions. Combined, are... combined mind... We've got a few think good questions tank, in here. Our, our, our think tank. Uh, we do have Jesse Knopp questions. Jesse Knopp questions can usually be rather interesting, weird, and funny all at the same time. Yeah, I don't know if I call them funny. Well, okay, well, it depends. It's evidence of a depraved mind, um, <laughs> really. If you if you want any further evidence for total depravity, just talk to Jesse for a few minutes, and it'll remove anyway. So. Uh, let's he, get, he just got a new job. Didn't he, he did. He did. Uh, um, outfit broke. from Boston yeah. or something. But he's but he still working, working at home. home. Yeah. But I think he's in Boston now to for training or something. I think he posted um, something about being out there. Could be. Okay. Well, anyway. we should bring me back some. Uh, Jesse, if you're listening, first off, if you're listening, this will be weeks in the future. Um, <laughs> I'd like some Papa Gino's pizza uh, because that's just stuff. That stuff's just awesome. And you can only get it there. So anyway, um, all right. So Jesse, question number one: Origin, one of the founders of the Christian Church, removed his own genitals. Okay, this is getting to quote pluck out the eye that causes one to sin. Um, is that too extreme, or is this level of zeal something we should all strive for? It's too too extreme. The Bible does not. No, I think we should all call us to self mutilation, and that's all I'm going to have to say about that. Well, I do, it does remind me of um, flagellation. No, I was just thinking Marshall Applewhite. Remember, this is back in the day. This is the Heaven's Gate cult oh. that assumed the comet Hale Bob uh, was bringing with it a special spaceship where all of the members of the cult would would somehow miraculously get to. Uh, but to get there, they had to wear, it was like Nike tennis shoes, like some sort of purple jumpsuit, yeah. and they had to castrate themselves. Um, that's where you lost. And you know, actually, even after that, they had to drink poison, of course, to get there. Well, of course. Um, I mean, but, doesn't, doesn't most cults end up yeah. with poison? Drinking the Kool-Aid? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. literally. Um, exactly. So this goes back to, I mean... The Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, you know, if your eye offends, you pluck it out. Right. If your hand offends, you cut it off. It's better to go into heaven maimed than go into hell with a full body. Yeah. And I don't think Jesus is being literal. I don't there. think so, no. In fact, I'm like. And I'm pretty sure Jesse knows that too. Yes, I don't know. He likes to throw, try to, try to stump us. I think. Yeah. So move on to the next. question. All right. Next question. <laughs> uh, much more serious. What do you think about the new trend of deconstructing one's faith being seen in popular Christian culture? So deconstructing one's faith, or um, sometimes they're referred to as the ex-evangelicals now, this whole idea of we, we are walking away from mainline Christianity. Uh, I'm talking about Josh Harris, even recently Kevin Max of DC Talk uh, came out, and uh, comedians Rhett and Link 
Um, and there's, there's several others whose names are escaping me at the moment. Uh, but these are all people who claim once to be Christian and now are not. Um, so what do we think about this, this growing trend? Well, the whole concept of deconstruction is all a part of the post-modernity yeah. that we've been in. I mean, it, that's a pretty fluid thought, post-modernity. I mean, when did it begin? Well, nobody really knows. I mean, people have been using the terminology since probably the 50s or before the 40s. I'm talking about the 19, not 18. But, um, I mean, in a, in a sense, I want, I personally want my faith deconstructed if I've gone down the wrong way yeah with it but and, you know, and if it, if it's on a macro level well we want to see the church in America become more like the church in, uh, in scripture you know what are some of the things that we would have to do to make that happen and I'm not saying you know not necessarily Coming like any particular church, I guess it's more following the principles of Scripture instead of the principles that the cultural church has to to offer for us. Um, like for instance, we're uh, John Grice, a pastor at Roxbury Church of Christ, former guest here on the baseball former guest. Reluctantly, yes, <laughs> but uh, and he should be listening to this podcast. But and he I'm should not be coming back on sometime. Well, you know, we'll we'll trick him again sometime. Yeah. But uh, he's going through the book of First Corinthians now. I don't want. Well, he actually goes to the Bible at your church. Oh, Armenian churches do that. <laughs> Sorry, with Go the truth. With the truth. Yeah, uh, but he. Oh, uh, wait, but yeah, he, you know, the Corinthian church. Talk about a messed up church, which makes it a perfect book of the Bible for the yeah. church today in so many cases. But uh, you know, it's just talking about relationships and and how do you treat each other as brothers and sisters, and how do you use the spiritual gifts? And I mean, pretty much everything that's talked there is talking about unity and working together, and you know, the uh, the discourse on the Lord's Supper starts out by saying, you know, you got some people showing up early and they're not waiting for the rest of the people to get there. The people who showed up early were probably slave owners and wealthy. The ones who were coming later were the slaves because they didn't get done with yeah. their jobs until later in the evening. So, and he says, he, you know, Paul says later, if you're not recognizing the body of Christ and you're eating and drinking damnation on yourself, yeah. you're partaking of the elements without everybody there. So it's good to examine yourself. That, that's yeah, what right, Paul gets right. to. Um, and I think, and, and Ray, you're, you're a little uh, more well-versed on this than I am. Uh, I think that's horrible grammar. I just said more well-versed. You're right up on this. Um, but when I can think of deconstruction, I think of more of a literary um, thing where you're, you're taking apart language or you're taking apart speech. That's where post-modernity um, post got started, was right. in literature. Yeah. Uh, guys like uh, Richard Rorty and others, yeah. who, who began to basically say that 
Um, everything you say is in a cultural context. Mm -hmm. So truth itself is found in a cultural context. And the goal of post-modernity and, and deconstruction is to take apart um, speech and thought and truth and define which parts have been influenced and what part. And, and so if I'm going to deconstruct my faith, I think that could be good in a sense of it's good to examine my life mm -hmm. and my theology mm -hmm. to decide, am I just believing what I've always been told, or do I believe this because I, the Scripture teaches this? Mm -hmm. Do I believe this simply because I, I grew up in a Baptist church? Do I believe this just because I've always been taught the five points of Calvinism, or, or whatever? Um, and so I, I should, you know, I deal with teenagers all the time who are wondering, is this my faith or my parents' faith? And, 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 and to that degree, it's good to examine these things. So right. um, I'm not against the concept, but it does bother me when I see some of these guys ditching the Christian faith just because, well, I don't think Christians are loving. Well, it's like or I don't throwing, think some of these objections that have been answered yeah, time and time again. It's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right. and that's just it, it, we have to hold on to the top tier parts of theology, you know, uh, the, the virgin birth, the Jesus, God, the Bible, the church, the doctrine of man, uh, the state of man. Well, and you just said church. I think that's important. Oh, Because yeah. a lot of these guys I'm, I'm witnessing um, really did not have a church home mm -hmm. that grounded them, that mm -hmm. helped them, that... Um, there's a reason why the pastor is called a, a shepherd or an underling or whatever because he's he's charged to help the flock, mm -hmm. and with you need a shepherd. Um, and so some of these Christian celebrities um, are kind of out on their own. Yeah, and that's a dangerous place to be. Well, and <laughs> how many of them have fallen? Yeah, and still claiming that they were Christian. I mean, we won't start naming names with that, but I mean, it's been in the news. And it's been in the news for several years now, and people that you, you, that surprised me when I found out about those things. But, you know, and I mean, it doesn't have to be in a traditional church setting like uh, several of us are involved in necessarily. If you're in a, if you're in a life group setting, and you, you know, have leadership within that, I, I think that one of the problems that I see with people who are just going off, they're not having the fellowship, they're not having uh, mature leadership. If, if they're uh, uh, the answer un in and of themselves, yeah. that that's to me is scary. I, I, I honestly don't know where I'd be without being a part of the church all these years. I yeah. mean, I've had people ask me, you know, you, you were asked to resign from a couple of different churches as pastor. How come you're still a part of a church? Well, I need to be a part of the church. Right. I know me, if I just went off on my own or me and my family, you know, it, it'd be a mini cult, probably. But yeah. I just, you know, I think that the Bible is pretty clear. Of course, you know, the deconstructionists want to deconstruct the Bible, too. But I think it's pretty clear the revealed word of God is clear. 
that we have to be with each other yeah. in order to have the community that God exhibited for us in himself. I have one final thought on this, and we're going to move on to the question. Okay. But if you are having doubts about the faith, first off, realize you're not the only one. Right. That's not abnormal. There's nothing to be ashamed of. But go and ask. Talk to people. Um, there are answers to your objections. And many of you're going to find that you're, you're not the only person who's thought of this particular objection. Right. So go and talk to your pastor. Go and talk to a friend. Go and talk to uh, another Christian leader, teacher. Ask um, questions of the Basic Bible Podcast. Yes, know. come on us. Yeah, <laughs> talk to us. All right. So number question number three from Jesse. Uh, he always has a multiple, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Who would win in a fight to the death, Samson or Jacob? My money's on Samson. I don't know. Jacob survived wrestling with God. Yeah, but it was clear at the end, God won. In, in the oh, sense yeah. of, he's like, yeah, I let you win. And here's just a little reminder. Do, you know, you're going to walk with a limp for the rest of your life. Right, but he didn't die. He and didn't Sam, die. Samson did die. <laughs> yes, but I think uh, Samson Jacob killed, eventually did die. Samson killed more people than Jacob ever. That's true. More in his death than in his life. Yeah. Jesse, we love you, brother. Yeah. Well, okay. You, we love you. We as, tolerate We you love brother. you as a brother. <laughs> and we will probably. Oh, we we are going to be listening to Jesse Saturday. Yes, yes, we will. Well, by the time this airs, it'll have already happened. That's true. So if we could deconstruct our faith, that's why. <laughs> Uh, because we heard that message from Jesse and began doubting everything we do. Yeah. But anyway, all right, uh, last question from Jesse, and this is oh, a, yeah. a decent one. Oh. Over the past approximately 2,000 years, do you feel the church has grown further away from the truth of Christ or closer since we have more readily available access to information? I think that's a tough one. I don't know if it's a yes or no answer. Well, it's, it's really not. It's an, it's a, it depends kind of answer. It depends on, I think it depends on more than just the individual, though. I think it depends on um, community. You know, people, there's reason that, that the church was set up with leadership, with servant leadership. And that's to keep the flock together. I mean, let's face it, people are like sheep. Sheep are pretty dumb. If the first one goes off the cliff, the rest will follow. That's why you got to have a shepherd. And I think that, that that has played itself out in my life over and over and over again. That I, you know, I mean, I have habitual sins. I suspect we all do. I know nothing special there. We're all, we're all sinners. And... Uh, yeah, but having people that we can uh, go to and have a mutual understanding of accountability and um, support and prayer and loving concern. Uh, just don't hug Kevin, though, to yes, try to show that. Yes, do not hug Kevin. You can hug me, though. I'll, I'll take hugs. Ray is a designated hugger of the Basic Bible Podcast. There you go. <laughs> All right, I, I think, you know, as I'm thinking about this question... It's hard for me to answer because I think there's ebbs and flows within yeah. church history. Yeah. Um, I think in general, um, 
you know, I, I know, uh, you know, Jesse and I both go to the faith community, and there is a large segment of our church and its leadership that's probably leans more post-millennial, and so I think their tendency would, would see a general uh, moving toward God as opposed to away from God, and I think that that's probably true to some degree, um, but there's certainly, you know, you look at, you know, the Dark Ages, uh, the Middle Ages, um, there certainly was a downtime there, and uh, even in, in more recent history. Um, I think prosperity gospel was definitely right. going down the wrong way. So, I mean, the church has always had its cults and yeah. false teachers. I mean, even back in, I think sometimes we glamorize the first century church. Yeah. Um, but you look at scripture and look at Paul's epistles. Um, he's talking about the Galatians, like how soon are, how you're so easily removed from the gospel of grace. Yeah. And every epistle Paul ever wrote, he's talking about false, well, just about every. Well, um, Peter, Peter. Talk about false teachers. In chapter, uh, Second Peter, he rips right. into the, I mean, he, he doesn't mince any words. No, no, not at all. That goes back to what we were talking about last episode with Kirby's question. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it, you know, even within churches, I mean, I grew up at Roxbury. Uh, I started going there when I was five. I was immersed when I was 10. I went to, you know, uh, Bible college and seminary within the same tribe. I did try to get some a demon program outside of the independent Christian church, but that didn't. I mean, circumstances happen, but I can look at the history of Roxbury and and see that there were times when we were way too legalistic, and then there have been times when we were pretty much uh, too permissive. Yeah, and it's hard to strike a balance at all times throughout a history of just one organization, let alone every church in right. a city or a state or a county. Or, country or, or the world and you know I think the, the, the again it's got to come back to those core primary beliefs that we as Christians hold to and as long as we're good with that you know the rest is peripheral stuff well I think if you start with the book of Acts the church as a whole has been moving into a more enlightened view of Christ that has been growing, growing, growing till it reaches its apex, its climax, climax with the Basic Bible Podcast. Um, so, in that sense, I mean, the, the history of the church hasn't always had the Basic Bible Podcast. So, in that sense, things are getting <laughs> I can imagine the, 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 the voices of those who have gone before us are going, Hallelujah! I mean, Spurgeon dreamed of a day of a podcast like ours. Luther would have loved to have had the opportunity to share the microphone with, with Ray and I. And, I mean, oh, Zwingli and Knox and uh, others uh, all... Calvin wouldn't have liked it at all, though. He would have, he would have just yeah, kicked us out know. of Geneva. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right, so... Um, rolling right along here, Dale Crawford, one of my, he was, uh, he was a student here my first year at Rock County Christian. Ah, I, well, I know he went here, so. So he's at, uh, 
Mercy Hill Church in Janesville right now, still serving the Lord. And I, that's, I appreciate Dale. I know he's he's done even some preaching there. Uh, but so Dale wants to know, for the record, I love most kinds of pizza. However, as a loyal member of the Hawaiian pizza group, oh, God. <laughs> I need to know why so many people treat pineapple on pizza as sacrilege, yet adore places like Ian's Pizza in Madison for their unorthodox toppings. These are just a few examples of their pizzas. Jerk chicken, mac and cheese, penne alfredo, drunken ravioli, macho nacho, cheesy potato with ranch, and the holiday special Thanksgiving slice. <laughs> well, okay, so... I love the question, Dale. I've been wondering that myself. I love pineapple pizza. But I think pineapple pizza is more common than all of those others, so that's what I attack the most. Oh, I um, see. So I, it's still an abomination, but yeah, i got to agree that some of these other things... I've tried the mac and cheese pizza. Now, you and I have eaten the Ian's pizza. We have, um, and but we I, just had, I didn't know they had all those specialty things. Yeah, well, I kept you away from that. Um, well, good for I, you. That, as a good friend, I steered you clear. Well, you had to, um, you had to drive me back from Madison. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I love Ian's Pizza. It's my favorite pizza place in the Midwest. Um, even though they're, they're known for giving to liberal causes and whatnot, they're pretty progressive. But whatever, it's pizza, and I like my pizza. It's hard, it's hard um, to find a place that isn't. Yeah, well, we just we just went there on senior trip last week, so I had my fill, took yeah. some home. It was great. Uh, but Ian's Pizza, so Ian's Pizza, if you're listening, we could use a sponsorship. Yeah, or a pizza. <laughs> yeah, after this, I don't know, but some of these, I, the mac and cheese pizza was just bad. Mm. Um, and some of these other things, I'm not going to, the drunken ravioli, I'm, I'm, I'm a little interested in. Um, but some of these other things, the jerk chicken, no, opinion for you, no, Thanksgiving, no, I don't know. Keep your turkey off my pizza. I, I, I don't want And cheesy potato? No. With ran- oh, I can't. That's disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to agree. Uh, some of this stuff is disgusting. But I'm still going after the, the pineapple on the pizza because it's just wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. Well, we will agree to disagree. <laughs> Which might... is a statement I really don't like most of the time, but in this yeah. case we have to. <laughs> But I'll still go and get pizza with you, Ray, as long as it, we stick with pepperoni. Um, I'm good. Pepperoni, their pepperoni and sausage is good there at, at the end, which is what I normally get. But the slices are huge. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm huge. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, we're going to wrap it up with this final question from Dale. Um, have you guys ever discussed denominations? I feel like I've grown up. By the way, I should pause and emphasize here. Dale just emailed me just not too long ago. He said he's been binge listening to the podcast. So he's a latecomer to the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, but he has been catching up. So um, I feel like I've grown up uh, in a lot of Baptist or non-denominational churches, but never fully understood the origins and definitions of the terms like Baptist, Presbyterian, Wesleyan, Evangelical, Korean, and so on. Um, we have talked a little bit about denominations. We've talked about my respective uh background and raised growing up in the, the restoration movement, me being an independent Baptist. Um, but I think Ray, I think it's worth go, getting into. I, I could see another podcast series. I would, it would um, need to be a series to yeah. try to do justice to it. I mean, and we would have to limit it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked to one representative from each. I mean, because even within Presbyterianism, or Wesleyanism, you've got different branches and different well, even subgroups. the restoration movement's got the, yeah. 
the non-instrumental, the independent, and then the disciples of Christ, and, and you got, you got just, and Dale, the biggest reason that I could give just without getting really deep into it is somebody else come along and decided to do it a little bit different than the others were doing it. Yeah. And that's basically it. I mean, they, they saw something different in scripture or they wanted to emphasize something different than what was in being emphasized. You know, I, I remember when I was in central Illinois pastoring a church, there was, there used to be an independent Baptist church there and they divided. Amen. They divided. So there were two independent Baptist churches. One was just more independent and more fundamental yeah. than the other. Oh boy. But that's true. And they had 10 in each church. Oh, you've heard the joke about the guy standing on a ledge over a bridge and he's going to jump and the other guy gets up and says, don't do it. Don't, don't jump. Like, no, I can't. Like, don't, don't jump. I mean, I'm a Christian. Let me help you. And the guy says, oh, you're a Christian? I'm a Christian too. Oh, wow. What denomination are you? Well, I'm a, I'm a Baptist. Oh, you're a, I'm a Baptist too. Wait, are you, are you independent Baptist? Are you Southern Baptist? I'm a Southern Baptist. Oh, I'm definitely Southern Baptist too. And, and, and wait, are, 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 are you a, a Southern Baptist who believes in, oh, I'm losing the joke here. You are. But anyway, <laughs> the end, you know, uh, the end, the guy basically tosses them overboard and says, ah, oh, heretic. Because uh, he wasn't exactly the, exact denomination. But anyway, yeah. uh, that would have been funny if I remembered the joke. Yes, um, yes. Dale, Dale would appreciate that, yeah. sort of. <laughs> um, well, Dale's had me as a teacher, so he understands what a failed joke is. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, I think, Dale, it's a good idea. I think we could, we could, we could do a, a podcast series on that and uh, bring in some, you know, whether it's a Wesleyan or a Presbyterian Baptist at E-Free we're, um, we're just going to talk about those. Catholic? Yeah. I mean, the Catholics would say that they, everybody's got it wrong but them. Yeah, I mean, if the Pope wants to come on the program, we'll have him on. Yeah, there you go. So, um, anyway, and I'm hearing my Baptist friends already <laughs> deleting this podcast. Um, but anyway, so I think right now it's time for us to make like a Baptist and split. Um, that was a funny joke. It was funny. That's what we do. So anyway, um, thanks for listening. Thank you for your questions. And keep the questions coming. You can email us at uh, basicbiblepodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, uh, Facebook group, or Twitter at basicbiblepodcast. Or excuse me, at basicbible... Wait, I don't even know what our Twitter handle is anymore. Basicbiblecast is our Twitter and Instagram handle. Excuse me. Um, so shoot us those questions. And uh, we'll keep going with this. And we still haven't gotten all the questions we've gotten to before. So, all right. So until next time, have a great rest of your week.